You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Bonjour. Ça va bien aujourd'hui? Bonjour. Oh my God. So when we were in Quebec, like we had to take many. So I just got back from. Yes. Marty and I drove out east. Yes. Marty and I drove to the east coast of Canada. Very exciting. But you have to drive through Quebec, obviously. And they all speak French there. And when you go in, because I don't speak French at all. So when you go in, you're like, hello. And then they're like, hello. And you can tell that they're kind of like, oh, this fucking english speaker you know what i mean like oh okay yeah marie and i felt very ignorant like not being able to speak french but we stopped at one of the gas stations and to go pee and i was going in and there was an older gentleman behind me so i opened the door and i said vous," because that's just like what you say totally not even thinking that he just responded to me in french like he said something to me and looked at me expectantly and i was like uh, <laughs> like bye. We 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 monsieur. I fucked that one up. I shouldn't have spoke French to a Frenchman. Like Jesus. We oui, we oui, monsieur. Ça va bien aujourd'hui avec fromage et le poisson. Est-ce que je peux aller toilette s'il vous plaît? Dans la bibliothèque. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say. Also, when we were leaving our hotel um from Quebec to head home they had a waffle maker and I really wanted to make waffles but all the instructions were in French <laughs> I couldn't read them well how anyway what have you been up to oh, oh I've just been watching heart, this heart, cute heart. Little, this cute little puppy oh my god Ruby I did get to watch Ruby and it was so sweet she kept you awake with her stinky butt yeah, she's snoozing and tooting. That's her Did MO. She, sleep, she slept near your face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was oh. stinky at first, but then I, I think I got used to the smell. <laughs> yeah, I think you get used to her her uh, odors, her odor, oh, oh, her oh, perfume. Oh, de, oh, de Roubaix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a stinky girl. Oh, That's cute, though. Cutie. she's cutie but other than that i have not done a thing i did a puzzle i oh, did a yeah, puzzle you did, you did a big old puzzle it was beautiful it's like what is it flowers but botanicals it's like plant plant house plants house plants house plants glue it, it. mod podge that mod podge it but what if somebody else wants to do it but how long did it take you eh, like a day you're really fast Justin helped in parts. That's cute. Halifax, I we got a little drunk and then I ordered. I've so I don't know if you remember, but when we were in high school, I had a pair of Velcro Vans. They were burgundy. Yes, I do remember I them. Fucking love those shoes. Like I wore the shit out of them. And so I was, I randomly just had like a brain memory the other day and was like, I wonder if they still have Velcro Vans. So I look it up. Recovered thoughts. Yeah. Recovered memories. And of course they do. And I have wanted like a pair since I had to throw those old ones out. Like I love them. And so I had been thinking about them, but they were like 50 bucks, which I just, I don't know. I didn't need them. You know, I've got like so many shoes, like so many bands. So I'm like. (laughs) I don't need them. But then we got drunk in Halifax and I was like, I'm going to order them. <laughs> so I ordered them and they arrived today and I love them. 
Hell yes. Sometimes you just need some liquid, some liquid encouragement. Encouragement. Yes, exactly. I was going to say courage, but it's not courage. (laughs) No, encouragement. Um, what about you? Well, we, we listened to, um, Dave Grohl's book on the way. Oh, cool. Home. Yeah. That's cool. Like storyteller or something. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I feel like I don't actually need to say the title because everybody knows what it is, but the storyteller tales of life and music by Dave Grohl. And he narrated it. He narrated it yeah. himself. And mm-hmm. so at first I was excited when I saw that. And then we started listening and I was like, Marty, because that's his first audiobook. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you how lucky you are that Dave Grohl is an amazing narrator. Like, this is a wonderful first audiobook experience for you, Marty. I don't think he understood like the gravity of it. The gravity of the situation. (laughs) Yeah, it was lovely. And he killed it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how he like, it's almost like he could narrate. Like he could just be a narrator. He's a jack of all trades. He is a very talented yeah. man. He is. I never really like. I'm. I don't know. I'm not like a huge Dave Grohl fan or whatever. But like mm-hmm. after reading, after listening to the book, kind of like swoony. Like kind of. He's he is kind of a babe too. He's kind of a babe. Yeah. Yeah. He's a babe. And yeah, other than that, I finished the trauma cleaner. Was good. And I started reading. What's the matter? I feel what like I had about? something to mention about that. I don't about know. the trauma cleaner? Yeah. It was a book in with the way that I thought that it would be more about the cleaning, but it was mm-hmm. actually more about the cleaner. Mm-hmm. It had a very touching ending, but it wasn't, I guess it just wasn't what I expected going into it. So I finished it, but if I had known, I might not have, you know what I mean? Thought it'd be yeah. like go clean mm-hmm. co for trauma cleaning. <laughs> hot water tide and bleach <laughs> yeah right let's stay no problem double the bleach. I got I got just the solution yeah anyway but yeah I'm reading a book called the chain now which is like a scary book a scary book you said yeah oh mm-hmm. scary by adrian mckinty okay i I don't know i just you need a you need a good spook you need a good spook a good creep yeah yeah good creepy creepo tell me what are you reading i don't even know well i feel like i'm just a boring billy (laughs) boring brenda boring brenda (gasps) yeah Why? why because i'm still reading all adults here which was kind of slow at first, but now it's picking up. So it's better, but also like I was planning to read this long past long weekend, but then I did the puzzle instead and then listened to a lot of podcasts instead. Tell me about your podcasts. Oh, I finally were podcasting and puzzling puzzling. Yeah. The two P's. Oh, and pups, three P's podcasts, puzzle pups. Yes. Four P's pop. You probably had a DCU with you, didn't you? I did have a pop at the same time. The four P's of Chantel. (laughs) Um, Okay, so tell me. Okay, so I'm just late to the party. I just was listening to all the seasons of Helen Gone. That's all. What is that? Oh, oh, you've never heard of Helen Gone? The only thing is I hate about iHeartRadio podcasts is how many 
fucking ads there are on their fucking oh, yeah. podcast. It's so irritating. But anyways, Helen Gone is they just have, uh, hold on. Okay. Does iHeartRadio, does I they have like their own podcast, like they want you to pay for it or whatever? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Brutes, totes, brutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just Helen Gone is just about people who, so there's seasons, so there's four seasons. Uh, okay. And like the first season is about somebody from her like hometown who her best friends is sisters with, uh, or her sister is friends with. and she um died and so they're trying to figure out who murdered her essentially is it real it's real it's real yeah yeah it's real that's got like a night swim vibe to it yeah yeah they're trying to figure out who who killed her because it's like 14 years gone she's been gone do they figure it out not at the end of the season but there is a bonus episode where there is a conclusion developments yeah yeah dang all right i for once for once i would love to listen to a true crime podcast where they figure it out (laughs) i wanted like a podcast because when i'm working sometimes i want to like half listen so i want to just like a throwaway podcast you know what i mean something that like each episode is different and i'm not committed to it or whatever so i started listening to this is actually happening it's a wondery podcast and it's crazy it's like hour-long episodes where somebody just tells like an unbelievable story that happened to them whoa and it has like all different sorts of ranges of like it doesn't it's not just like murder or anything like that obviously there's like all sorts of different ranges and stuff cool that's cool yeah okay tell me what okay we've got one new babe their name is emily hello emily welcome to the club what's that um that song emily uh you know oh uh, yeah no one in the world like emily <laughs> emily <laughs> <laughs> yes that one that from first one. to last yeah. from first to last yeah hey yeah. emily that song hey. is for you <laughs> yeah there's no one in the world like you um and also there's something else you want to announce that's exciting maybe that what we're reading next month oh okay I was like there is yeah (laughs) what maybe it's news to me too (laughs) guess what drum roll please can you put a drum roll in there We are going to read the oceanography of the moon by Glendy Vandera, and I am so pumped. I'm pumped too. Good choice. Good choice. We actually had a few people message us when we posted that up on Instagram being like, yeah, good one. Sweet. Can't wait to read it with all y'all. We're going to read the shit out of that book. Yeah. So we talk (laughs) about this book then? Yeah. 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 Okay. That was funny when you were texting me. So when you texted me, I thought that you were saying like to me, like, you're like, I just just want to know the plan. plan. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, I'm probably gonna be pretty tired. So I don't think I'm gonna want to record, but I didn't respond. And then you're like in the book. And I was like, okay. As soon as I sent that, I was like, shit, she's gonna think that I'm being like aggressive. And that's not me. I just want to know what's going on in the book. (laughs) I mean, 
all here for it. Like, I understand that you want to know the plan. I want to know plans too. Just the way that you said it, I was like, okay, okay. And then it's like, oh shoot, I need to clarify it. I need to clarify this. I need to know the plan. Oops. So yeah, I want to know what the plan is too. I got a little, I got a little idea, but. Oh, I can't wait to hear your idea because you never usually mention what your uh, little ideas are. Because I rarely have an idea. I mean, it's not, it's, it's really basic. I just, I feel like it's going to end. Okay. In favor of Molly. Hopefully. Fingies crossed. And like Mr. Preston stepping Mm -hmm. up and in Mm -hmm. finally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Okay. We're reading chapters 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. So like read them or whatever. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Or do. Or read just one. Or read half and just let us tell you the other half. Or this is true. Yeah. Listen to the audiobook in one sitting and come back to hear our commentary on it. Like whatever is your vibe. Whatever, whatever your vibe. Whatever your vibe. And if you don't want to listen to us, then don't. Fine. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fine. get out of here then <laughs> we just want to know the plan okay so just tell us the plan it's, what's the plan it's thursday and molly is having a freaking nightmare again she in the nightmare she can't keep up with her work there's dirt and blood everywhere the serpent details on the hotel's staircase have come to life and hello symbolism they've turned into cheryl mr snow Wilbur, the tattooed hoodlums, Mr. Rosso, Detective Stark, Rodney, Giselle, and then Mr. Black. So like, yeah, those are obviously all the snakes in her life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like how come Mm -hmm. Granner and Mr. Preston isn't there? Because they ain't snakes, bitch. They ain't snakes. So her like subconscious knows, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Anyway. Hopefully. She figured that out. Yeah. Fuck. So someone is knocking on her door and her immediate reaction is that it's Mr. Rosso with the receipt that she had from the rent that she had paid. So she goes and answers the door and lo and behold, it is a (laughs) singogram. Oh, Molly, you're going to jail today. Have a great day. It is not. It is the police and Detective Stark. And she is under arrest for, quote, unlawful possession of a firearm, possession of drugs, and just a little touch of first degree murder. Just like a little touch of that. (laughs) Just a nice little rounded out combo there. (laughs) Yikes. Um, So she passes out, which is rightfully so. Um, And she wakes up in a holding cell. So Stark ends up bringing her back to the questioning room. What is that called? I couldn't remember what it was Interrogation called. room. Interrogation, Interrogation room. Okay. I'm like, I struggled really hard. Like questioning room? The Get questioning the room. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Only this questions room. asked. <laughs> no, only questions. Like you have to respond in a question. Only have you seen questions. when they do that on um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Where it has to be Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's. That so much harder so than you good. think. <laughs> that show is so good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> to do that. I just okay. repeat the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just back at them, but with a funny face. 
<laughs> do you like pineapples? Do you like pineapples? <laughs> okay, so they're in the questioning room. Detective Stark tells her that the autopsy report on Mr. Ba- Black came back and he died from asphyxiation. <sighs> so he was choked that guy uh, out. Choked out, yeah. Which I mean, like, I'm guessing that you also assumed that that was probably the case based on the petechial hemorrhaging. Yeah, the eyeball haps. So here we go. Confirmation. So the detective is annoyed because Molly isn't reacting the way she would have expected after being accused of murdering man with a pillow. Um, She tells her that she did consider past tense i made note of that giselle a friend um and she was sorry for not making that entirely entirely clear before and giselle told stark that molly would steal from mr black's wallet which really sucks because mm-hmm. she never did right Mm-mm. like that's she would never do that so Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. no i didn't so clearly a picture is being painted of molly by these mm-hmm. snakes Yes. Did you see the snake that I posted on Instagram from Halifax? Yeah. And Gus. Yeah, Gus. But he kept following Marty. I think he can speak that snake. Parcel tongue. Parcel tongue. Yeah. I think Marty was talking to him because he would literally go like he was going up and towards Marty. And I'm like, what am I? Am I trapped letter? I was like looking at his face and he turned around to go to the other side to look at Marty. Like, Whoa, fine. that's pretty cool. I guess that'd so, be pretty cool. I wanted, I wanted to speak the parcel tongue to the snake. Then you had to go. <laughs> I was trying to take his picture. Maybe he's like, no new friends, please. <laughs> Bye. No pictures here. No pictures here. Ten dollars a picture. Okay. So then Detective Stark says her fellow employees describe her as weird and worse cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um they also say that they can picture her killing someone and also cheryl followed her to the pawn shop and they found mr rings mr black's ring there cool 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 that that doesn't look too good for molly Mm -mm. like not the greatest no um she asked if they talked to juan manuel and stark asked why would they talk to him so they're like what why that's weird but she's like, he would have given me a good reference. <laughs> um, Rodney said that Molly is, quote, more than capable of murder. So fuck him. We always knew he was the worst. Fuck Rodney. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, turns out that the drug possession charge there is because her maid cart tested positive for traces of cocaine. So I mean- Juan Manuel's overnight bag... <laughs> was exactly what we thought it was yes 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 oh mm, it wasn't powdered that... donuts that she was cleaning up oh all that time god. oh my who god who eats powdered donuts without a napkin Jesus. honestly <laughs> um they think that the detectives think that giselle introduced molly to mr black and that she helped him hide the and i quote lucrative drug operation he was running through the hotel end quote which seems like something molly would do no like that's right up her alley (laughs) seems exactly to match her personality definitely fuck fuck 
Okay, so then Stark says that she can do this the easy way, where Molly admits guilt, or the hard way. And Molly has a flashback to Night's watching Columbo with her grand, and she realizes that she's going to ask for a phone call and a lawyer. So Mm -hmm. Detective Stark is clearly pissed because she didn't see that coming. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny. It's like... It's someone's legal right. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you just anticipate that they're going to ask for that? I feel like it seems so obvious that Molly is different from other people too. Like, you're just going to mm-hmm. use that fact just like everybody else has and which is why she's ended up in the situation where the police are supposed to help people who are vulnerable. Right. It's just, right. anyway. Totally. That's my like, pet peeve. We, we have been seeing how Detective Stark is frustrated with molly based on how she reacts to things and how slow she is with her responses and how literal she takes things and that like her reaction has been frustration but it's interesting that she wouldn't be like you're different yeah why are you you process things differently yeah yeah instead of instead of just thinking that she's being difficult or mm-hmm. you know I don't know it's yeah. just I yeah. feel like when you interact with someone who has different like social tendencies you can pick up on it mm-hmm. and like alter how you react with them knowing that they're going to take away like kind of how, like how Giselle would talk with Molly right like yeah. she knew yeah. so she even though Giselle seems like she sucks but anyway yeah. it sucks they're all preying on her and it sucks mm-hmm. um she gets her phone call and she gives Mr. Preston a ring-a-ding-ding. He gives, gives her a dingle. <laughs> gives him a dingle. And she tells him that she's been arrested for murder and could really use his help. <laughs> Sorry to bother you, but... <laughs> sorry to bother you. Imagine. I feel like that's what you'd do. You'd I would do like, that. Um, Kayla, sorry to bother you, but I've been arrested for murder um so sorry to bother you I know it's like 3 p.m on a Saturday (laughs) I'm so sorry (laughs) that literally would be me yep yep call her a picture because she's being framed everybody hey oh did you think of that and write it down I thought of that while you were talking and I had to say it. Girl, girl. <laughs> Mr. Preston and Charlotte shows up, um, which is Mr. Preston's daughter, who is also a lawyer, which is convenient. Whoop. Fuck yes, Charlotte, you the bomb. You the bomb. Um, she literally tells off do- uh, Detective Stark. She's trying to be like, um, she's just essentially schooling her in all things legal terms and mm-hmm. legal jargon, which is awesome. We also find out that um, Charlotte is going to post the bail for Molly so that she can at least get out and hopefully be, be released later that afternoon. And she set up How a bail here. $800,000. <laughs> she's got she that moolah. That. She's got yeah, that, that moolah that lawyer money that lawyer money she um, even says that to the detective where the detective's like i don't think a maid salary can pay that and she's I, like yes. i don't 
think a detective's salary could pay it either, but I'm a lawyer, so I can pay it. (laughs) Yes. yes. I just loved her retorts were so good back at detective Stark. It was awesome. Um, so she does get, um, granted this bail hearing. Um, and I can feel her pain about the pajamas in public. I would be mortified. (laughs) Um, and they're her grand PJs. <laughs> yeah, they're her grands. You can take your teapots and go home. Aww. Yeah, that was um, so she's being escorted into court, um, but she's having a bit of a fantasy about walking down the aisle as a bride. But I'm assuming she's thinking about walking down the aisle to Rodney, which is kind of like, girl, give it up. How how can you not? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, so she's just been, I guess, Charlotte, for some reason, can't be the lawyer during this. There's, I, I don't understand the whole legal thing. So she's been appointed somebody. Um, she feels like, um, she needs to speak up for herself and she does, she speaks and she kind of just goes on this, a little bit of a diatribe to the judge kind of pleading her case and explaining her personality a little bit more work we get a little bit of a clear understanding of Molly. And so does the judge mm-hmm. um, detective Stark continues to install insult Molly in front of everybody. And um, she first, so when she does speak up, she first apologizes for her ex- um, appearance and then yeah, explains mm-hmm. her personality. Uh, the grant uh, the judge then grants her bail. She's free to go as long as she doesn't skip town or anything like Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. she gets to go home to her apartment which I'm sure would be a relief she also tells the judge that she doesn't know how to leave the country and she would be afraid that she would make a fool of herself if she did (laughs) we tried yes exactly (laughs) she's and I also love how the judge kind of like stuck up for her and kind of gave also gave detective I keep wanting to call her Dr. Stark but it's detective Stark wrong wrong Wrong. (laughs) um kind of was like we all are making like bad choices or something like that like maybe we won't waste other people's time or something like that. He, he said, made a comment to her. Yeah. He said, I'd hate for anyone here today to make a fool of themselves. themselves. And yes. Detective Stark. Detective Stark. Yes. Which. Yeah. I, I also love how really judges. loved how Molly thinks that the judge looks like a Brazilian horned frog. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it's that down. Like I didn't say it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah (laughs) oh my god um okay so molly is in charlotte's car now and it's some it's a fancy car she doesn't know what it is she thinks it might be a little little mercedes but she's not sure mercades 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 bands (laughs) so mr preston is also in the car and they are taking molly home Mr. Mm. Preston tells her that Charlotte will help her pro bono, which is very nice. Um, Judge Wright was... I love how he, like, reassures her and says, I love how he says tickety-boo. I just have to say that. (laughs) Did he say Everything will be tickety-boo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so grand, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So Judge Wright was in no rush to release Molly's name to the press, which... Mm -hmm. 
is nice for Molly because yes, he thinks yeah. that Stark is chasing the wrong fox. Um, the wrong fox. Then Mr. Preston tells Molly that Bran had asked him to look out for her before she passed, which was very cute. And I have a teary emoji, so I'm guessing it made me tear up. <laughs> um, Mr. Rosso is mad at Molly for the police being at the apartment complex and arresting her, and he says he's going to evict her. Obviously, Charlotte steps in and she's like, um, let me just say your apartment's more than five stories. You don't have a working elevator. Blah, 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 blah. She points Let out me count the ways. <laughs> yeah, let me count the ways. Uh, she points out all the infractions with the apartment and tells him to leave Molly alone. And he does, <laughs> which is great. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, honestly, you'd be like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Fuck. goodbye <laughs> yeah like what do you even say to that the heck um they go into molly's apartment she tells charlotte and mr preston everything she tells them about giselle and rodney and juan manuel and we also find out that juan manuel is quote being forced to cut drugs every night in the hotel which really sucks Mm-hmm. and charlotte then says to molly i'm sorry to say it molly but you've also been working as a mule mm-hmm. she's been shifting that drug from place to place unknowing well <laughs> after they decide that obviously they need concrete proof of what's actually happening to prove molly's innocence Mm-hmm. So they've reached out to Juan Manuel and um, they are hope because he holds essentially the clues that they need um, and they're waiting on him and waiting. And so they feel like that he's maybe not going to show or get like spooked and not show up. She even mentions like Molly even mentions, maybe I should just call Rodney and this is all a misunderstanding. <gasps> Worst. Uh, yeah. yeah. Worst. Yes, but then Charlotte says, like, no, he is a bad apple. Like, this is what I've looked up. I've looked him up already, gave gave her the facts, which I think helps Molly mm-hmm. tremendously. Um, mm-hmm. We find out that he was kicked out at 15. He has a long list of theft, assault, and drug charges. And if we spook him, he'll just disappear, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, Juan Manuel shows up and he is apologetic essentially just i never chose this i'm in too deep and they've Mm -hmm. made molly part of this too in a roundabout way um they're both scared that they're in in a lot of danger Mm -hmm. um and i just i feel so bad for both of them that they're just two people that are their circumstances just I just feel bad when people get taken advantage of because of their poor circumstances yeah I totally agree and it kind of show I love the scene where I don't know if you're going to talk about it but when he comes into the house into Molly's Mm -hmm. home yeah and says he's going to take his shirt his shoes off because they're dirty and when she goes to to wipe them he takes the cloth from her and says my shoes my job like yeah I've never wiped my shoes no like the, I don't know if that's yeah. maybe something that's normal and I just don't know about it but it's cute that like 
they could share that. Yes. Like they're both made just them... innocent people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It kind of put them onto the same level and maybe yeah. in Molly's head, it made her feel like maybe she wasn't so alone or yeah, out totally. there. Totally. Um, yeah. So we find out that how Rodney dragged um Juan into Ugh. this Ugh. it was awful so indeed his um his work permit did expire but Rodney told him he could he has a guy for that so I hate it Aww. yes this lawyer friend quote-unquote of Rodney's says I'll help you out give me all your money and I'll get you a new permit so he takes the money but no permit comes Rodney is like, what the heck? My guy will fix anything. But first, you got to scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Oh, if you Ugh. hear, if anybody ever says that ever phrase says to that. you, you got to run. There is no None. back scratching. None. Mm-mm. Zero back no. scratching. You do not scratch someone else's back. Don't say do <laughs> they sell those at the store. Get your own. Yeah. <laughs> say, I want a fucking massage, not a back scratch. So exactly. bye. <laughs> I'll just go pay for a massage. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially every night there's a bag waiting for Rodney or sorry, there's a bag waiting for Juan Manuel with Rodney's drugs in it. And he will, he threatens him by um, saying that he'll kill his family. If he doesn't do what Rodney says, um, they ask um, the question if Rodney was working for Mr. Black mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. and Rodney thinks that Juan Manuel doesn't understand English, but he does. So jokes on him mm-hmm. and they would set up meetings um, to give him Mr. Black the money. Mm-hmm. And um, if they were having slow nights, Rodney would get punished too. So those marks on Juan Manuel's wrists from earlier were actually him being punished, which is sad. So Rodney, but then we find out that Rodney, yes, is being punished by yes. Black. Yes, exactly. So Rodney's not even so the, the top. Apple is not falling yes. far. Molly's like they, Molly and um. Giselle and Rodney don't know each other. And Juan's like, mm, I think that's not the truth. I've got a mm-hmm. little, I caught them in the act. He gets all gossip girl. Like, Hey, yeah. Check XOXO. <laughs> XOXO <Rod>. JM. <laughs> he, Juan caught them. K I S S I N G. He caught them kissing. Yikes. Yikes. And he took a photo. So, he had the wherewithal yeah, to take a photo. <laughs> he snapped a little snapshot gossip girl style. And so he has the proof, but they need a little bit more, obviously, like that. That is a really mm-hmm. good. Charlotte's like, text me that right now. Um, but yeah, so um, they still need to find proof that one of them killed him. Um, and Molly's still adamant that Giselle didn't do it. Um, and yeah, that Mr. was interesting. Pr- yeah, yeah. I thought that it was strange that Molly stood up to, for Giselle still even mm-hmm. though she's wavering on her friendship. Mm-hmm. But anyways, and then that chapter ends with Mr. Preston saying, we need to come up with a plan to outsmart the fox. Mm-hmm. This was a good little split because the yeah. suspense, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So everyone in the room, 
Charlotte, Mr. Preston, Juan Manuel, not Molly, but they all believe that Molly can do this. They Mm -hmm. have practiced with her. They have played out different scenarios with her. They're like, girl, you got this. Molly feels like Columbo. (laughs) I fucking love that. (laughs) WWCD. And what would Columbo do? What would Columbo do? (laughs) Feels like Columbo. And they have put together a trap, a mouse trap for the mouse, the rat, the Rodney garbage. They text Rodney from Molly's phone to meet up. Guess who agrees? He tells her that they're going to meet at the the OG. And they're like, what does that stand for? Original gangster? (laughs) And Molly's like, Olive Garden. Rude. I hate that he's kind of ruining her fave spot, you know? Yeah, that's sucky. I hope she can take that back from him at the end. Me too. Me too. Um, and then Juan Manuel is very sweet towards Molly and it's very cute and I can see mm-hmm. a little friendship budding there or maybe mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like that they're there for each other because they are both in molasses and they connect. They in doo-doo. They in deep doo-doo. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and that chapter ends with her walking out the door to meet Rodney. She's on her way to the OG. Oh my goodness. She's on her way to see the original gangster. Yeah. So. Mm, what are you thinking? What's your thinker? I think that they're, I, I think that they're probably going to like record him mm. and she's going to be just herself and ask him questions. And Rodney's going to think she's so stupid that he can mm. just say stuff and he's probably just going to say something to her. And that's. Mm-hmm gonna be it maybe he's, she'll show him yeah. a photo of him and Giselle or something like mm-hmm. true I true I don't know no that's good what do you think that's good I'm hoping I'm wishfully thinking that obviously they catch the whole break the case wide open the whole scheme the whole nefarious activity at the hotel goings on I hope they crack that wide open obviously but I hope because M- Mr. Preston said didn't your grand leave you a sizable mm-hmm. sum? And she mm-hmm. said, oh, it's just been like, she kind of passed it like passing thought kind of, oh, it's been mm-hmm. flittered away or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that it comes back around and she says something to Mr. Preston and Charlotte and Charlotte goes and like, hey, give me that money back to that guy. That would be sick. I don't. I don't know, know how like, it would work. Legalities but... behind yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be amazing, and I would also love that. Yeah. I hope that at least, if anything, that Charlotte and Mister Preston mostly are more of a constant in her life afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And maybe she gets out of that apartment complex. Like that would be a wish for yeah. me for her, because mm-hmm. Mister yeah. Rosso is a dick, and yeah. I know that it's like grand grand's apartment and the memories are there but like it's all of her grand stuff it's all mm-hmm. like she won't even go in her grandma's room mm-hmm. that's so like yeah so sad. yeah mm-hmm. it'd be nice True. to have her own her own stuff and her own a stuff. fresh start yeah a fucking fresh elevator. start on her own yeah. hell yeah get you a building with an elevator girl hell yeah we, i got an elevator oh. in my house don't you i do too <laughs> if, doesn't everybody <laughs> if you don't have an elevator are you even cool? 
<laughs> I don't think so. Up and down, one story. One story, up and down. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we're finishing the book next week. Yeah, let's hear your theories in the book Tell club us everything. group. Yeah, we're at a good spot to hear some theories. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you will think. The theories. Eh? Eh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, au revoir. Oh no. Après vous. <laughs> S'il vous plaît. Merci. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye.